Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode. For those who are listening for the first time, thank you very much. I am Sam North, the trading school lead here at eToro. And as usual, I am joined by Josh Gilbert, our market analyst based out in Australia. Good to have you with us today, Josh. Always a pleasure to join you, Sam. Thank you for having me. Awesome. How is uh, how is lockdown life treating you? You uh, propping up the, the streaming companies? I feel like I did my bit quarter one and two, and, and now it's... Uh, and now it's your turn to take the baton for, for quarter three. Yeah, I didn't do enough to save Netflix from earnings last night. But um, yeah, you're not wrong. I think we've got the Olympics coming up, which which could occupy a bit of time for me as well. I don't mind getting involved and watching that. But uh, yeah, look, it's not great. Most of Australia is in lockdown. We've got Melbourne, Sydney, Canberra, a lot of cities in lockdown at the moment, which uh, is not great. Looks like it could be going on for a while. So any recommendations of lockdown activities, viewers, uh, please send them across. You know, anyone that's got any uh, anything to to say, send it across. Josh G underscore Etoro is my Twitter. Send me any recommendations, please. Yeah, get them sent over. The one I'll recommend, I don't know if you've seen it, is the uh, the Jeremy Clarkson Amazon documentary where he's he's being a farmer. Uh, I haven't I seen it. I've seen there. clips on Twitter, but I haven't seen it yet. So I might have to jump that's on it. that. Definitely check it out. And yeah, guys, get the, get the recommendations sent over um well what we now wednesday morning well so on, on monday we saw a bit of a stutter to begin the week with equities coming under pressure so we can talk a little bit about that during the podcast also earnings uh, are starting to get into more full swing and of course we can talk about bitcoin which which traded sub 30 yesterday on tuesday so uh where where do you want to where do you want to get get started yeah, well, before we get into earnings and, and the crypto world, um, I thought it might be a good chance to maybe have a bit of chat about currencies, um, thoughts on the US dollar. It's had a pretty good run of late. So, yeah, just wanted to hear maybe your thoughts, Sam, on, on the US dollar and just sort of general currency market at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually think it's it's playing a part in the crypto move lower that we've, we've seen recently. In, in usual correlations, as we know, a stronger US dollar will harm commodities priced in, in, in dollars and there's Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum and all those are also priced in dollars. This can have a negative effect. So we have seen that as of late. And while the beginning of the year, beginning of 2021, the dollar was weak, what did crypto do? Well, it pushed higher and, and higher. So we've now seen the dollar start to strengthen a touch more and actually look like it could start to, to break even higher. And that has had a negative impact on, on the crypto world. So it's a really interesting place long time long term trend line which broke on, on tuesday or trying to break on tuesday uh, and many of the currency pairs are are on big support or, or very uh, nearly just sort of broken that so uh, yeah if we if we get further dollar strength then i think we could see you know cable come under more pressure euro come under more pressure aussie come under more pressure but also the, keeping an eye out on on those uh, those crypto assets which as we will go on to mention yesterday were we're on big, big support. And uh, yeah, I mean, from a, a fundamental point of view, is there anything in particular you're looking out for short term for, for the dollar? We, we had some weak sales data in AU today, if we want to do AUD 
USD comparisons there. Um, it's, the retail sales showed a drop of about 1.8%, which is sort of putting pressure on the, the Aussie dollar, US dollar. Um, obviously, lockdowns aren't helping the sort of the economic recovery either. So I think that could be set for, for more sort of downside. Um, you know, it's trading at a level we haven't really seen in seven to eight months, I'm just sort of zooming out as well. And, and sort of having a bit of a look at the, you know, the, the dollar index. And it's so interesting to see how high we were, you know, um, in, in sort of last year, 2020 to, to sort of the low we're at, we're at now. Um, but look, I think overall vaccines are doing uh, their job of keeping COVID related hospitalizations and deaths quite low relative to the number of you know, sort of new infections. Obviously the U S is, is, is obviously um, is pushing you know, really well in terms of their recovery. And I think risk trends could remain generally favorable. Um, and even though Delta fears are sort of coming through pretty strong, I think we've got PMIs, um, you know, at the back end of this week as well. So yeah, there are a few fundamentals flying about, which, which could have an effect on, on the dollar, but overall it's, it sort of seems to be quite strong, you know, particularly against the, the Aussie dollar as well. I think the one to maybe watch just, you know, looking on will obviously be the Euro dollar as well. Especially with you know European markets sort of opening up at a very similar time to the US as well, so that could be a key one to keep an eye on. Uh, I was just looking at the uh, the euro there trading one seventeen fifties as of now, but big big support of one seventeen handle. If that goes, then that that dollar strength narrative is only going to strengthen. Uh, next up, earnings last week, JP Morgan uh, and Goldman Sachs, and, and they're trading roughly six and eight percent lower from their most recent peak. What are you keeping an eye on on this week? Variants, growth fears and earnings. I feel a little bit like a broken record saying all of those things, but here we are. Uh, what uh, what earnings releases are the focus for you? Yeah, well, I think we'd probably best start with the, the sell-off from Monday. It was a bit of fear setting into the market. But I think what we need to remember is that the markets are sort of retreating from, from those sort of record highs, which is, is obviously important to note. Yes, there was sort of the Delta sort of variant, you know, aspect coming into it. But I'm not a, you know, a lot of outlets and news outlets were sort of putting it down to that. I'm not a hundred percent sure if you know that was sort of the main reason for for the sell off. I think you know it was only a few weeks ago we were talking about inflation concerns, and and now we're looking at sort of a more moderate growth picture. With obviously, I think the Delta aspect is, is sort of slowing down that down the opening the reopening aspect, which is then obviously slowing down the, the growth picture, which again, as I say, we're coming off record highs from markets. And, you know, it's not a bad correction that we've had. We bounced back pretty much last night. We, whatever we lost, we pretty much gained back last night. Um, and it was mainly that reopening trade that was affected on Monday, um, to be honest, you know, airliners, uh, et cetera, were the, sort of the main, main sellers there. But as I say, bounced back pretty much last night and it was all the news, wasn't it? You know, everyone was talking about this big market crash, but, we, we gained it back in a day. So look, corrections are, are healthy sometimes, especially when we're coming off record highs. We can't always trade upwards, however nice that will be. Um, yeah. So don't let fear set in is probably a keynote there. Um, you know, Netflix, um, obviously a good probably one to mention. We chatted about that just a minute ago. They missed on earnings last night, initially dropped about 3%, uh, but then recovering back up about half percent. Um, look, I think just touch on them really quickly because we discussed it last week, but they're continuing to put a lot of cash into content creation, which is a real critical component to any future success that they might have, especially when they compete with, you know, the cash heavy names like Apple and Amazon that are sort of going up against them. Um, they're even taking out sort of debts at the moment to sort of compete in that sense, which 
like I say, compared that to, you know, other fang names, you know, that they don't have that issue. So it's certainly interesting for me. I struggle to see an outperformance in the market over the next year. You know, I think, you know, they're not going to sort of really beat expectations or anything like that. But if content can improve and the gaming aspect comes through, I think there could be a bit of a positive surprise. Um, But how much is that content going to be costing? We know things across the world, production costs are going up. Um, you know, so is that is it going to come at a cost? You know, I, I would probably say so. Um, we've got Johnson and Johnson earnings coming through as well. Obviously, a big name in terms of the the vaccine aspect. Wanted to touch on uh, something briefly because I actually did have a conversation with a client the other day about it. But their COVID nineteen vaccine is actually non for profit, um, which not a lot of people realise. So that provides actually no relevance to the SOC. So something to note, but actually a key thing to look out on their earnings report is that uh, medical device sales are expected to, to increase. Obviously, last year we had limited like surgeries um, simply because, you know, hospitals were focusing on COVID-19 patients and, you know, cancellations of routine operations, you know, hip replacements, et cetera, are being cancelled. So we could see a bit of a beat on medical device sales there. Um, and also we've got Intel coming through as well. Um, Intel is, is probably a, one to keep an eye on. Um probably you know not not necessarily in terms of beating expectations but we had taiwan semiconductor post better than expected earnings uh last week um and intel has, has essentially struggled um and lost ground to, to taiwan semiconductor over the last sort of year or so taiwan semiconductor obviously has a huge market share um obviously delays in chip manufacturing themselves haven't helped um data center sales are you know expected to take another hit um analysts are forecasting sales of about 5.84 billion which is about an 18 percent decline from the year ago period so look the intel has sort of been that name that we you know a lot of people move towards when they think of you know computers chips etc but i think you know it's they're they're in a tough position at the moment um you know they we had some bit of news recently they've stated intentions to increase uh, fabrication capacity where devices such as sort of integrated uh, circuits are manufactured um and and that's through purchasing global foundries for about 30 billion dollars you know whether this comes or not um it'd be interesting but again that's an aggressive step towards then challenging against taiwan semiconductor look ultimately in that sort of semiconductor space the chip manufacturing i think there are better plays in the industry right now than intel um but again it's it's one that you know has had a difficult couple of years and if they can you know the share price you know relatively stayed pretty stable hasn't really moved very far in in the last sort of year year and a half uh so if it can really pick up capacity and you know make a purchase of something like global foundries and, and increase the capacity over the next few years definitely something to watch um and then yeah a couple more earnings for the rest of the week we got snap and twitter which we obviously covered last week and then we've also got American Express and American Airlines all to report at the end of the week as well. Decent. So it's uh, all starting to, to spice up a bit, keeping an eye on, on those names. Uh, I was just actually having a look at the, the Netflix share price, and it's just been such a, well, obviously there's been moves for sure, but it's been in such a big range for literally a year now, uh, and it's bang in the middle of that. So it'll be interesting to see how that opens up today um so yesterday and i always find it quite quite funny when i log on to my computer in the morning check check the the twitter world and see what's trending and number one yesterday was was hashtag crypto crash uh so that was trending yesterday um josh have you got any uh insight for for us that might make the situation a little bit better 
yeah i wouldn't really describe it as a crash <laughs> no um, no i got a bit over over uh got a bit over excited i think um but yeah look i think you know the the key thing to probably note here is that the regulatory crackdown that we're seeing is obviously having an impact on the broader market you know each sell off sort of tend to have um you know sort of own catalyst you know i think there was a large um sell off from you know bitcoin whale yesterday which is um you know expected to be the the sort of cause of the reason but look we we're seeing regular regulatory crackdowns in china of course as we yeah. know but also in the us and and actually there's a lot going on in the uk as well so I think we we've seen Bitcoin sort of manage to recover back to that sort of over that 30k level now after its initial sort of dip yesterday, holding support once again. Um, that support is uh, is is you know remaining very very strong at the moment, and I think yeah, a bit of fear in general. I think we obviously again on Monday we saw people selling probably off riskier assets from their portfolio when that risk or sort of when that fear sets in. You know people are quick to sort of sell off the riskier assets, and I think. Investors who have invested in cryptocurrency expecting big returns, and you know, there's millions of dollars and billions of dollars being poured into this market. People are probably getting a bit frustrated as well, not seeing those sort of returns that they'd anticipated. Um, people even maybe cutting losses on anticipation of lower prices. There's big discussions from JP um, and analysts across those sort of areas, which obviously people listen to that say we could head down to twenty two thousand. So. Yeah, I think there's a bit of bit of selling pressure there. I think again, the lowest level that we've seen from Bitcoin is that twenty eight thousand eight hundred um, back in back in June. I think this will be a key support level. Um, you know that we always sort of look at. It'd be interesting to see if it does sort of break the, below that where it goes to. But as we say, we, we've sort of broken back off that at the moment. Um, in terms of you know, some fundamental stuff, we do have the B Word conference. I think that's today um, with Kathy Wood, Jack Dorsey, and Elon Musk. So this will, of course, help that sort of selling pressure if there's strong positivity. We all know that they're Bitcoin bulls anyway, um, but it will be great to get some perspective. Jack Dorsey has obviously spoken the last few days about Square integrating, you know, DeFi wallets. And I think Kathy Wood has then purchased um, a lot more units of, of Square stock over the last few days as well. So, yeah, I think all three could provide a you know a bit of a bit of help in terms of that that downward pressure, and you know maybe we might get a surprise from from Elon. We never know. Um, but yeah, and the last thing I wanted to know as well is a bit of an interesting fact. I got this from from data from Glassnode yesterday, which is a fantastic data um, data website for for crypto. And a total of six point two million, which is about thirty percent of Bitcoin supply, is actually currently being held at a loss. Wow! Um, at today's current prices, which is yeah, it, it sort of shocked me as well actually. Um, and and obviously again, that that is going to be reason there for for selling pressure when you run at a loss. Some people just feel it's better to to cut losses. Not everyone has got the uh, the diamond hands, as they say. <laughs> so, um, but also at the same time, we, we see you know weak institutional demand inflows into the likes of um, you know Grayscale and the the Bitcoin uh, Purpose ETF, which although doesn't directly affect the price, it dampens that sort of sentiment, uh, which then obviously you know in turn then will obviously affect the price anyway. So yeah, look, you know, if we can hold those support levels, it will be interesting. But overall, at the moment, still in that sort of downward trend, which we've really, you know, we've been able, unable to break. And, you know, again, maybe we need a catalyst like, you know, from the uh, Tesla's earning or something like that to say they might be accepting Bitcoin again. Um, who knows? But uh, at the moment, still in that downward trend. Yeah, it's interesting. You may mention the, the regulation point. And while that may at some 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 level be negative 
short term for price i think longer term the more regulation the better the more it's accepted then the more institutional pickup so yeah longer term i think that's actually going to be a positive and i was just looking at the charts and bitcoin from its high 128 ethereum 157 if it goes back to an all-time high ada uh cardano is 142 if it was to go to its all-time high so from a longer term perspective not bad levels potentially to start considering we will see. Um, thanks very much for, for listening, guys. If you made it this far to, to the podcast, you can learn more about the markets by visiting our eToro Trading School. We've actually got the eToro um, Learn to Trade free webinars today, tomorrow and Friday. So feel free to pop along if you would like. We'll be back next week as usual. Thanks a lot. Josh, thank you for joining. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Take care, guys. Have a good one. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.